Hey guys, this is Zach Williams, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys. Just somewhere along the way, you know, I, I lost track of all of it. And, you know, I had experiences or encounters with, you know, with the Lord at an early age and, and you know, didn't really know... On today's show, we sit down with Zach Williams. Zach has a new book out now called Rescue Story. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys, the podcast for Christian music fans, by Christian music fans. Fellas, are you a fan of the girl who has red hair with two ponytails to the side? Hippie long stockings <laughs> or Wendy, uh, the other redhead Wendy, because they just released that they are. Oh, I heard about this. You'd have it's horrible. Yeah, it's <laughs> they so are going into uh, they're going to invest 20 million dollars to swap out all of their menu boards to digital menu boards um, by 2025 so they can introduce peak pricing uber uber style peak pricing surge pricing and not only i I thought it was going to be like okay so like 12 to 2 the prices are going to go up Five to or four to six, the price is going to go because that's whatever. But no, they are actually having an AI make all the menu changes and suggestive like prices and everything control everything. So you will not even you'll never know like the time that it is at its lowest or anything like that. Like it's just all going to be AI that pulls the prices up due to um, surge uh, when everybody is there ordering. What do y'all think? Do y'all I mean, think at the this risk of like- sounding like the old guy who's like, back in my day. I mean, I think it's so fun. It's silly. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just feel like they're going to lose a lot of customers yeah. because, I mean, it's like, dude, I want to know how much I'm spending with my family. I don't want to have to think, oh, well, it's, you know, 3 o'clock and I'm going to go to Wendy's and, and all this kind of stuff, you know, and someone made a good point when I was reading about it. Someone said, OK, so certain hours and certain times of the day, because they're busier, they're going to raise the prices. And someone made a good point. They said, OK, at certain times of the day when they're really busier, do their employees wages go up as well? Hmm. Or is it just yeah. a money grab? And I was like, dude, no, they're not paying those people more that are they're the ones who are dealing with the busier hours or the busier times. It's like. If the money was going to them, that'd be one thing, but nope. <laughs> it's just trying to make some more money. Yeah. No, there's there I don't know if it was a spokesperson or whatever said that now it's not gonna be a change of like ten dollars difference for a cheeseburger. It's only it's gonna be like a quarter. Um but they're saying that the difference might be an extra fifty dollars of profit per hour for a store. Um, which yes, it would just be profit for the store. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be like, Oh yeah, y'all get a bonus because we made more money. I saw someone's argument 
you know, I'm against it. I think it's crazy. But then someone was like, well, you know, air, air flights and stuff, they have peak pricing and then theme parks do peak pricing and then hotels do peak pricing. So what's the difference between all those people and restaurants? Well, thing is, (laughs) I don't know of too many people that fly every single day, like the same people, you know what I mean? Or go to a hotel every single day. So it is a little different because a lot of people do eat out every single day. All I know is I got my little frosty keychain for 2024, <laughs> and they better not be messing with my frosty keychain. That's all I know. That's same. Well, the thing is, is I, I in 2025, if if they continue, I probably won't get a 2025 frosty keychain, <laughs> even if it supports whatever it supports. I don't even know what it supports. But these other restaurants, <laughs> so I get it. Like Taco Bell, they came out with a new two ninety nine and under menu. It's like twelve or fourteen items, and McDonald's even came out recently and said they're going back to their you know more affordable prices. Uh, and then Wendy's is doing this, and I was telling Chris earlier, Jesse, I'm like, if I'm gonna go to a fast food restaurant and spend forty bucks, I'd rather go to like a Mexican restaurant, Chick Fil A, or no, no, Chick-fil-A. like a sit down restaurant and spend the same amount and get a better quality meal. Yeah. And and I mean and the and the thing is 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 even if you think about it like how Uber does surge pricing like as far as for their taxi service it's like if you're in the surrounding area of a concert during the times of it being released or whatever they're going to surge those prices. Okay. I understand that. A- as far as everybody knows that that's that's happening and it's only in a certain region and it's only during that like concert is like leaving or getting there or whatever, or like around the holidays, it can be whatever, but you're talking on the daily changing the prices and, and it's just everywhere. Like, I don't know how that's, I mean, it'd be funny. If, I mean, imagine if it went into other, you know, you know, markets as well. I don't know what you would call it, but other, you know, places as well where it's like you go to the emergency room and they're like oh you came during a busy time sorry gonna, yeah. <laughs> the doctor currently is doubling his rate because you got injured in yeah. a busy time uh you know like or, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah or, oh like, man I mean, you got pulled anything. over during rush hour your ticket is double the cost you know like Hey, do not give do not give any state or government any <laughs> ideas. <laughs> you know, it'd be like it'd be like that toll for the bridge that you cross during rush it doubles hour. Between, that's yeah. Double for that toll. <laughs> that would be horrible. I mean, I don't know. I think when I order Uber, I just assume it's going to be twice the amount. Like, I feel like if I order Uber normally, what would cost me ten dollars at Taco Bell is probably twenty bucks. I don't want to have to think about that, you know, going like, oh, hey, I'm running to Wendy. Oh, well, Wendy's, it's three o'clock. You know, I got to <laughs> I don't want to have to think about that. I just want to go and, you know, yeah, know what to expect. It's crazy. I don't think it'll be I, I think a lot of they'll get a lot of pushback from it. And so we'll see. I don't know. I feel like they're 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 spending 20 million dollars t- to invest in their digital screens for nada <laughs> to lose 20 well, million <laughs> there we go that's 10 minutes of us sounding like old men <laughs> yes <clears throat> well we 
I mean, who who knows? Maybe some people would lo- love to spend an extra dollar for a burger and sit in the drive-thru for twice as long because you're going at a busy time. So literally, you're you're spending more of your time waiting for food and you're spending more money. More time, more money. That doesn't sound like a thing for me. Listen, just go to Chick-fil-A, guys. Just go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> God's food. God's chicken. Speaking of God's chicken, if you haven't, subscribe to our youtube channel yet (laughs) what are you waiting on you need to do that today at christian music guys our youtube channel we have a bunch of videos and shorts on there you can check out the full interviews you know the audio interviews you get to hear weekly but now you could see us in our glory (laughs) in these interviews uh what's the glory (laughs) our beautiful faces uh in these interviews and so or our pretty faces. But it's at Christian Music Guys, uh hit that uh the bell on the good old YouTube channel and uh yeah. Wait, so so a second ago we sounded like old man and now you just sounded like old man <laughs> even more. That old bell. <laughs> Click that old bell, that taco bell, dong. <laughs> Yo quiero. That's what they need to bring back. Taco Bell needs to bring back the dog. Yeah. It's, it was. Well, they probably charge eaten. extra just to have the dog back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did chat with uh, Zach Williams uh, a little bit ago, and Zach's um, story, you know, his songs. Um, that he has and then his brand new album basically it's in book form now and so he talks about his his story his testimony and what god has done for him his rescue story and so the book is available now wherever you making wherever you can get books and so check out the interview all right on today's show we have mr zach williams zach how are you today brother good how are you doing uh we're wonderful um we're we're good um the question that we want to know, fans want to know, um, we, we see you wearing all kinds of different styles, uh, but the question has to be asked uh, straight out of the bat is how many hats do you own? Uh, oh. And you're not wearing a hat today. So that's I'm not, you know, I'm, no, I'm, I'm hanging out at the house today. Yeah. So it, it's a little weird to throw a hat on, <laughs> but uh, oh man, I've got, I probably got four that I keep out on the road with me most of the time and probably another four in boxes that are in, you know, in the closet that I can kind of change out. I've got a guy that, uh, is he's in Texas. Uh, his name his company's called Rev Rand hats. Uh, and he, he makes me hats all the time. And so when I get ready to start a new tour or something, I'm like, Hey, I'm thinking about this and we'll get on a, a FaceTime or a text thread and start just sending ideas back and forth to each other. And he'll, he'll start mocking, hats up and sending me ideas of hat bands and things like that. And then when we kind of get it where we want it, he's like, Hey, putting it in the mail, it'll be, be there in a few days. So uh, <laughs> pretty nice. But yeah, yeah. if anybody's, uh, anybody's, you know, I get asked all the time where I get my hats. So it's, it's Rev Rand. Uh, okay. Hats. Find him on Instagram and stuff like that. We asked uh, Jordan Feliz uh, a while back, how many hats he owns because the man I've never seen him without a hat. And so yeah. uh, he said he owns about 80 something. I said, it's a, good. Right. wow. Yeah. I don't have, must have a, a specific closet for just your hats. Yeah, so I, yes. <laughs> I got a bunch of trucker hats, but yeah, the, the, 
the you know the flat rims and stuff like that. Probably got about eight of them. Still. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, we're here to talk about your uh, your upcoming book on February twenty seventh, Rescue Story: Faith, Freedom, and Finding My Way Home. Uh, I've read the book, and uh, it's a powerful story. I've heard your your testimony before, but could you tell our listeners um, what what the book's about and why did you decide to write it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, the book it's it's kind of a deep dive into you know my life and my struggles and the things I went through to, you know, to, to be where I'm at today. You know, I, I think, you know, I, you know, I grew up in a small town and, and I think a lot of, you know, I think a lot of trouble just kind of finds you in, in small towns. It's, it's, there's not a lot to do. Um, so you're always looking for something to do. And, you know, a lot of kids just tend to kind of follow the crowd or what everybody else is doing. And, and I got caught up, you know, caught up with a lot of free time on my hands, a lot of boredom, you know, uh, parents working all the time and, and things like that. And, and the next thing you know, you're in the middle of something that you can't figure out how to stop. And for mm-hmm. me, I struggled for, you know, years of my life. I grew up in a, in a Christian family with, you know, an amazing mom and dad and support system and community. And just somewhere along the way, you know, I, I lost track of all of it. And, you know, I had experiences or encounters with, you know, with the Lord at an early age and, and, you know, didn't really know at the time what that was or how to handle those things. And it, it kind of scared me a little bit. It kind of made me uncomfortable. And so, um, you know, looking back on it now, I, I know that it was, you know, God had put a calling on my life that, you know, at the time I, I didn't understand it. Uh, I can see it now. Yeah. And so I just wanted to write a story and, and, and talk about, you know, everything that had gone on in my life, just so people kind of had a, a little bit be- better idea of where, these songs come from, sure. you know, what's going on. And to be honest with you, it was just more of, I wanted people to, to find this message of hope in this story that, you know, have, have friends or family or, or, you know, sons and daughters that struggle with the same things. And, you know, I think once they read this, they'll realize like, man, if God can, can do that for Zach, you know, he can, he can do it for anybody. Yeah. And, and that's really the biggest reason that I wanted to write it. I, I've met so many people over the last several years that have, come to my concerts and heard my testimony and, and, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, Hey, I've got a, a son or a daughter or a family member that's going through that. Like you should write a book, you know? Yeah. And, and I never really thought about it, you know? Um, Cause you know, I, I never, I never really thought my story was any different than anybody else's until we started kind of diving into this story. And when it was finished, I was like, man, this, you know, God's done a, an amazing thing in my life and, and really in a short amount of time, um, but I, th- I say a short amount of time, but he was really, he was working all of those pieces and, and things when I didn't realize he was in the middle of it, you know, and I look back on my life and I see that, you know, none of those things were wasted that he allowed me to live through that and walk through that to give me this platform and opportunity now to share my story and, and share what he's done and what he can do. And so that was really the, the focus was like, Hey, how do we write this book? But, you know, make it available to people who are struggling, who are hopeless and, right. and they're going to read this and, and hopefully find, find something in it that they can, you know, use. Now you, you shared and helped me out. You, you were talking about, you wanted to play 
was it basketball or ba- was it baseball? Yeah. What, what sport was that? Basketball. basketball. And yeah. you, you actually had a scholarship, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And then, uh, so was your plans initially, was you wanting to, to try for the NBA or? Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that was the dream as a kid growing up. Yeah. You know, I grew up in, in kind of a basketball community. My dad and his you know brothers were athletes and, and kind of high school basketball stars. Sure. My dad played college basketball and, you know, that my dream was, you know, that's, that was it. And so, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, that's, that was my focus. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, drugs and alcohol, you know, sidetracked all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I lost scholarship my senior year and yeah. uh, ended up you know, walking on and, and getting a scholarship a year later, but um, it was never the same, you know, it's sure. kind of like the, the spirit was broken. And when I picked the guitar up my freshman year in college, that was it for me. I was like, this, yeah. this is what I want to do. Right. And there was just something that felt so like I was, I was supposed to be doing this. And I, I didn't know at the time that, you know, I never thought in a million years that I'd be doing what I'm doing now. You know, I, I was like, I'm going to be a rock star and that's what I want to be. And so I, I lived that life for a number of years until I just found myself at the, at the bottom, you know, and I was like, man, I, how do I get out of this? Can I get out of this? And, you know, thankfully, you know, thankfully I hit my knees and, and prayed and, and God was there to, to, to give me this rescue story. Right. You share uh, in your introduction to your book that your parents are responsible for, for everything that you had. And uh, mm-hmm. how do you think parents who find themselves in similar situations um, as yours uh, did can pray for their kids? You know, I think just, just seeing my own parents and just how, they never wavered in their faith. You know, even though I know that there were days that they wanted to give up and, and throw in the towel, um, I think eventually they did just kind of, they kind of said, you know what, God, we're going to step out of the way and let you do what you do. And they just kind of took a step back. You know, there was, there was never pressure or judgy. There was never ultimatums. Um, you know, but I do, I do think my parents just finally got to that point in their life where they were like, you know what, we've done everything that, that we know to do. We raised him in church. You know, we've given him this, this root system. We planted the seed like God, you know, we can't do it. And yeah. and that's, I think, I think that's the thing that a lot of parents think is they're, they're the ones that have to make that happen, but God's the only one that can make that happen. And I think if you just trust in God and pray and believe that his plan and his purpose is better than anything we could ever imagine, that's really where um, things start to change, you know? And I think, um, I think if anything, it's just, standing in your faith and, and never, never wavering, you know? Yeah. Zach, uh, I have had prophetic words spoken over me in my life and my family and, uh, very powerful. And, um, you know, your, your prophetic word that you, that your parents received over you. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you'll, you'll, read about it in the book, but I mean, and I, I actually just started sharing the story um, this past year from stage, yeah. but you know, basically I was born in, in Florida. Um, my parents were living down there. My dad was going to a Bible college and they were attending this church and, you know, they decided that they would have me dedicated. You know, that once I was born, they were like, you know, we're going to make the decision to raise him in church and, and dedicate his life to the Lord. And, um, you know, it was a Sunday morning. They were, you know, walking me down to the front and, I was, you know, crying and screaming and hollering and all that. And and the pastor made a joke and said, you know, this kid's, you know, sounds like Zach's got a strong set of lungs, you know, he'll probably, probably be a singer, you know, and, uh, you know, 
dad said after that, you know, it got really serious. And the pastor looked at my parents and he said, this, this child will be a voice for his generation. And, you know, I didn't hear this story until I was 33 years old, you know, and all of those years, you know, my parents, you know, knowing that and, and hearing that, I can't imagine what they, what they must've gone through, um, watching, you know, my downward spiral for so many years and, you know, playing music and, and bars and nightclubs and living the lifestyle that I was living, knowing that, you know, God had another plan for my life. And, and, you know, dad not telling me this, you know, because, you know, he didn't want me to live up, have to, to feel like I had the pressure to live up to something. Sure. So he waited until, you know, it was the right time until God had, you know, turned my life around and I, and I was writing new music and, and these, these songs that were coming out of that season of life that I'd been in. And, and, uh, he told me, you know, he said, I never wanted to share this with you because I never wanted to to put the pressure on you that you, you had to live up to something, right. but I'm telling you now, because, you know, what God's done in your life is, you know, is he's given you this gift, this opportunity now to, to change lives and change hearts with songs, just like your, you know, just like your life was changed. And, you know, and so that was kind of it, you know, it was, uh, it was just crazy to hear a story like that, you know, here, I, here I was in my, you know, mid thirties and my dad's waited all these years to tell me, you know, I just, I don't know if I, if I could have been that, you know, strong, uh, to, to just wait for the right, you know, I, I would have wanted to say something, but I'm glad, I'm glad that it, that he did, you know, tell me when he did. So. Well, I think about, you know, there's times for everything, you know, the Bible talks about the time for this and a time for that and, and Ecclesiastes, but it's, it's true, Zach. And, you know, your dad had this word and he knew it wasn't time. And God probably spoke to him and said, Hey, now's not the time, you know, he's not ready to handle this. And, and so God, you know, or, orchestrates everything. And it's so beautiful how it all works out at the end, you know, and how there is a time and a place for, for specific things. And so like with your situation and your, and the prophetic word that was over your life, um, it was a God moment and it was a God, God's yeah. timing, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, when you were writing this book, was there a, you know, this is your, your story, this is your, your life. And, but was there something in there when you were, you know, opening up your past and, and just diving into everything? Was there a, an aha moment where you were writing and you were like, wow, like, this is really hitting me right now, even though it's already happened in your life, but it is like fresh again or, or something you would like yeah, to share. I, think, I mean, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into when I was writing the book, you know, right. I always think, you know, you know, do I have enough to talk about to, to write a book yeah. about, you know, my first concern was, I don't know that there's enough stuff here to talk about. Like, <laughs> uh, and then as we started, you know, kind of diving in and, and taking it, you know, pieces of life at a time it was more like a therapy session you know yeah. it was like I was I was uh you know I was just uncovering and, and reliving a lot of these moments in my life and I think for me one of the biggest things that I kind of took away from it was um nothing nothing was wasted like nothing that I went through in my life nothing that I did has has been wasted like you know I think about you know those years in high school and, and what happened to me in, in sports, um, the relationship I had with my high school basketball coach and, yeah. uh, and, you know, not getting that opportunity to play college basketball. Um, it was, I look back and I go, well, that, that part of my life, like instilled this, this discipline in me, this drive that, 
made me want to succeed and made me want to try to be better than, than everybody else at, at everything. You know, yeah. it was a, the competitive side to me that I've carried into, you know, this music sure. industry and, and my life as a songwriter and a, and a musician and things like that. And then I, and then I look back and I think, you know, well, I went to college. Um, I dropped out of college with just a you know few hours left, you know, with a degree in graphic design. And I think, man, what, you know, I'm, here I have wasted all these, all these years in college and I didn't do anything. And, but then I look at it and I go, well, I still use my arts in, you know, my merchandise, my album art, you know, I'm so involved in the, the brand side of things sure. and the videos and art direction. And so I, I just think about all of those things in my life and, you know, and even, even the, the years I spent, you know, in, in the bar, you know, in the nightclubs, you know, living a life that I'm not proud of, proud of living, but God didn't waste any of it. He, he, you know, he used, he's used all of that now for me to be able to share a story and, and, you know, reach people through a, basically a three minute, you know, sermon, yeah. you know, in a story. it's like, I've got three minutes to, to try to get somebody's attention mm. and maybe somebody's heart. And so for me, it's like, I just realized, you know, like nothing in my life has, has been void, you know, like God has used it all. Yeah. What, what was the, uh, the college team that you were eyeing? I was, whenever I was in about 11th grade, I started getting, you know, people from Mississippi state, Ole Miss, they were looking, you know, at me, I ended up, um, you know, when all that went down my senior year, uh, those phone calls stopped, you know, those letters stopped. Um, and then I ended up walking on to a junior college in Northwest Arkansas. It was called North Arkansas college and it was a division two school. And I, you know, I hurt my ankle the day before our first game of the season and, uh, had to set out. I ended up playing my second year, but like I said, I had picked up my roommate's guitar that first year. And, you know, for me, I was like, well, I'll go ahead and stay here and finish this, you know, two years out. It's paid for. I owe that to my family. Um, But in the back of my mind, I was already thinking this is not, this is not what I want to do anymore. I want to play music. And so that was where my focus went after that. Who are you fans of anybody now? Do you like college sports or? You know, I don't, I, I'll watch it if it's on, if I'm flipping through the channel and I'm looking for a game or something. Sure. Um, I typically don't get too caught up in, um, you know, sports until March Madness yeah. or you know, the NBA playoffs and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up in that, you know, Jordan bird era. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I love, you know, I just don't feel like, I don't feel like it's anything. It's different. Close anymore. It's like, it's, it's so different. Yeah. Um, my son, you know, he's, my youngest son's 14. He's huge into basketball. So yeah. we watch, we watch games and he's got his teams, but um, you know, but I, you know, I felt I like, I felt like Kobe was one of the last old school yes. players. And then when he passed, yeah. I'm like, oh, I know. there's really nothing good to yeah, watch. <laughs> you know, I can't get on some of these, some of these new players like that. I mean, I like watching them and I can appreciate what they do, but at the same time, I'm like, man, they wouldn't have lasted in no. the nineties. no, 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 you're right. Uh, well, this is a fan based podcast, and so when we uh, know who we're going to be interviewing, we'll, our fans will reach out to us 
And uh, we had a fan of yours, Zach, uh, Sarah from Cleveland, Ohio. She wants to know the story behind uh, the song, There Was Jesus. And then she also asked, what was it like working with Dolly? Yeah, um, man, that was one of those, like, it's just one of those things that you you never in your wildest dreams yeah. imagine happened. happen. Um, I remember going in with, with this idea. I didn't even have the title. I, I was just like, I wanted to write a song kind of about, you know, realizing that God had been in the middle of all of these things in my life. But when I was going through it, I couldn't see it, you know, and it took me getting to the other side of it to look back and, and to know that Jesus was in the middle of everything. And while we were kind of fleshing this idea out and kind of talking about it that morning, there was Jesus was, you know, the title that we came up with. And we wrote that song uh, in a few hours that day. And I, and I came home that night with just a little rough demo that we had put together before I left. And, I was playing it for my wife and we were sitting, sitting down at the, uh, having dinner. And she, she said, you know, um, you should see if Dolly Parton wants to sing on it. And I was like, you're joking. Right. And she was like, no. And I was like, all right, I guess, I guess we've got a 50, 50 shot, you know, it doesn't ask. So when I, when I brought it up to the, to the label and I, and I told them what I wanted to do, they, they thought I was crazy too. They were like, you don't just call Dolly Parton and ask her to sing on a song. I was like, well, then how does it happen? You know? So, so after some convincing, we uh, we found a you know found some somebody that knew how to get a hold of her her management and her PR people, and we just sent the song to her, yeah. and she listened to it, and and so when I met her the day that we you know worked in the studio, she told me that she said I didn't you know I didn't even uh, make it through the first chorus of the song, and I knew she said it's she said maybe one of the the best songs I'd ever heard, and she wow. said I, I wanted to be part of it immediately and so um and then getting to work with her um she was just an amazing lady you know just so humble so kind um and you know we've become friends over the last few years uh, i've actually um i've actually got a new song coming out in march with dolly uh, we just shot a music video for it this past weekend um and it'll be the last song that i released off of this this last record 100 highways but it for me it was just one of those songs where I, I took the lyric from from the course of this song. It's uh, the song's called "Looking for You," but I took the lyric uh, down a hundred highways of empty pursuit and a thousand foolish things I went through. I didn't know it back then, but now I do. I was looking for you, and that's where the, the title of the album came from. And so I was kind of like, "Man, this is my favorite song on the record. Like yeah. it tells my story, um, and it tells a lot of people's stories. You know, for me, I, I look back on on the things that I was doing in my life." And where I was trying to find happiness, whether it was in, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol, a relationship, something that I could go out and buy. And, you know, realizing that those things only lasted for a season. And it wasn't until, you know, I met the Lord that I realized, man, you know, all of my life, this is this is what I was looking for. I was looking for Jesus. And um, and so I was working with Dolly on a, a Christmas special about a year and a half ago. And uh she asked me what I was working on. And I told her, you know, I had this new record that I was trying to finish up. And uh, she said, well, play me something. And I played her this song. I played her looking for you. And she was choked up and, and teared, you know, teary eyed when it was finished. Mm. And she said, well, why didn't you ask me to sing on that? And I was <laughs> like, well, I would love to have you sing on it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, a few months back, I reached out to her and, and she, uh, she did her vocals on it. And then, yeah, we got together and, and shot a music video last week. And so um, I'm excited about it. You know, you never, 
like I said, never in my wildest dreams would I ever imagine having that opportunity, right. uh, much less twice, yeah. you know, so, uh, pretty special, pretty special song. And she's a special, she's a special person. Now, did you guys shoot the music video at Dollywood on one of the roller coasters? Come on. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. <laughs> well, Zach, uh, this next part, uh, we like to do with our first time guest, and it's just, uh, titled favorite things. So I'll give you a word and you just give me your favorite thing in that category. Okay. All right. Uh, first one, uh, what is your favorite food? Oh, I'm torn. Uh, probably, I, I would probably go with uh, Asian food of some sort. Okay. Uh, do you have favorite uh, favorite movie? Ooh. Golly, that's tough too. Tombstone, uh, Back to the Future. There you go. Golly, Footloose. Oh man, there's some tough ones. Old there. school ones. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, show that you like to watch? Binge or oh man, favorite show. Man, I, I get so caught up in like whatever's out. Um, man, favorite show. I wouldn't say I, I don't. I don't watch a lot of TV, so yeah. um, I'm more of a sit down and watch a movie guy. I'm, yeah so busy most of the time uh no i don't think i have a favorite show you can always say you just like to watch the chosen that's the christian answer (laughs) (laughs) do you um have a favorite artist of all time man in christian music i would say it it would be probably either Milo lefebvre Mm. or rust haft there's a couple of my favorite singers yeah they're, yeah, those. Yeah, my one of favorite. My favorite album. Well, uh, I love Crank It Up, uh, and then the uh, shoot, what's what's the big one? Everybody loves Sheep's and Wolf Clothing. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. My, that had trains up in the sky. Yeah, that's Gossip. a good one. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a um, dream duet? Hmm. A dream duet. Marty sang with Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Dolly, uh, man. It's it's going to be really tough to beat that. Uh, <laughs> well, it could I be mean, living I, or dead. Yeah, golly. Um, it, I would have loved to have done a song with my little favorite. Yeah, you know, I'd still love to do one with Rust Half. So oh yeah, I'd, I'd still do those guys. I yeah. mean, they were they were a big influence on me growing up as a kid. Sure. So. Uh, do you have a favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, probably black walnut. Okay. Uh, do you, um, have a favorite podcast? Man, to be honest, I'm not a big podcast person. No, I don't, I I wouldn't even know. Um, there's, I know there's so many of them out there. I don't, (laughs) I'm just, I don't do it. (laughs) You know what? On the road, we play golf about every other day, you know, Uh, do you like top golf? I do, but it messes my real golf game up. Like I, I go out there, play top golf, it just it messes the whole thing up. But no, we play a lot of golf on the road. That's that's probably one of my favorite hobbies. Okay. Um, I know this probably changes from time to time, but uh, do you have a favorite Bible verse? I do. Um, I mean, I would say like just my life verse is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I'm sure that's a lot of people's, but for me, it's 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 one of those verses that I can remember as a kid. My parents, you know, praying over me um quite often and you know 
actually seeing that now come to, you know, fruition and seeing what God's done. It's like, man, there's so much power in speaking those, you know, verses and scriptures over your children. And so uh, that's, that's mine. Yeah. Uh, Zach, what's uh, next for you and uh, how can our listeners keep up with you? All right. So book comes out, rescue story comes out on February 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in and, and recorded the audio for that last week. And so um, if you want to hear, you didn't get Morgan me, Freeman to do that. Oh, no, <laughs> no. If you want to hear me tell the story, you can, you can hear it. Me and my wife both, she's got a bunch of, a bunch of parts in the book that she wrote. Okay. And so she went in and, um, that comes out February 27th. Um, tour starts up on March 8th with Riley Clemens. It'll be the last, this will be the last leg of the hundred highways tour. Uh, and so if, if, if you've been out to one of those, the, the set's going to change a little bit for this, this last one. Um, got a new song looking for you coming out in uh, probably early April uh, to, to radio. Hopefully, sure. hopefully radio uh, jumps on that. And then um I'm just, I'm writing right now for a, for a new record, okay. a new song. I've got, I've got some in the kind of in the bag that I feel are, are pretty good. So I'm excited about it, but I've still got the rest of this month. I'm writing about three or four days a week. And so, um, pretty much it hitting the road in the spring. Um, but yeah, looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to this book. I'm really proud of the way it turned out. I really feel like it's going to, you know, minister to a lot of people. Where's, uh, the best place people can pick up a copy of it. You know, I think from what I understand, it's it's going to be pretty much available um, in all your major like retailers sure. where books are at. I know you can pick one up on Amazon. Um, I'm sure you can hit one at, at any of the shows that I'm at, sure. website, um, Google, just Google it. I'm sure that you can probably just order one. But uh, yeah, um, so they'll be everywhere. Okay, great. Well, to wrap up, I'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God's been doing in your life recently that would help build our listeners' faith. Yeah, I think um, I think for me, um, patience is is one thing He's He's been teaching me. Um, I think um, you know it's I think it's easy, and I talk to a lot of a lot of artists about this. You know, when you've had success and you've had success quickly. Um, it's it's real it's real easy for you to put pressure on yourself to try to duplicate what you've done mm-hmm. you know and try to think you've got to do better um but i think it's just one of those things where if you just stay in you know what god's doing in your life stay behind him let him lead um those things they just come you know and for me it's it's hard sometimes to to not just kind of have the patience to do that i want to i want to try to get out in front and and lead instead of following God. And so, um, that's, that's something I've been, you know, learning really in this past year, just, just, to keep, keep trusting and keep, you know, keep following him. Yeah, that's good. Well, Zach, your book, rescue story, faith, freedom, and finding my way home will be available everywhere, February 27th. And we'll be looking out for that uh, new song with Dolly uh, sometime at end of March, April, and uh, man, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, thanks, Zach. And thank you, dear listener. You can check us out on social media platforms at Christian Music Guys. 
check us out on our website, christianmusicguys.com. There you will find all previous episodes and our latest blogs. And like we said earlier, please go to our YouTube channel at Christian Music Guys and subscribe there. Thanks so much. We will see you next time.